Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dag Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting to the best part of the service. It's the time for the word of God. And this morning, we have none other than our pastor and our mother, Sister Dr. Joy Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I want you to do it better for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, for Jesus, why is that the best? Come on, out of shout, out of scream, out of shout. Hallelujah. Wow. Turn to your neighbor. Ask your neighbor that when the film stars were acting up here, were you in church? Were you here? Oh, what do your neighbor say? Were they here? Then tell them that they better look out. Oh, look out for pride. Look out for deception. Who again? What? Stubbornness. Hey! Hallelujah. You know, when they were acting, I felt somebody saying that, ah, but is it not church that we have come and you have only come to show us demons walking around and say, the Bible says in the book of Job that God called a meeting of his children and Satan also came. Hey! Charlie, change the mic for me if you won't give me better sound because I'm screaming. Amen. So don't be surprised. Hallelujah. Are you here? Bow down your head and pray for yourself. Pray that there is no plan of the enemy today that will affect you. He tried to let it rain to stop you. He tried to let them send you somewhere so that you can't come. He tried to make you forget coming. But by the grace of God, you are here this afternoon. You just want to thank him. And what you want to say, God, let me not miss what you have for me. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for gathering us, oh God. Thank you for a Sunday. Thank you for your presence. No weapon that is fashioned against us will prosper. No weapon will prosper in this place. Every plan of the enemy is scattered. And Lord, it is what you want that will be done. We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know. I was just about to start preaching when an old song dropped into my mind. It's a song that you know. The part you know goes like this. Amen, amen. Blessings and glory. Don't slow me down. Wisdom, thanksgiving. Hey, honor. Power 
another one you know there's another one amen amen we bind the devil we lose God's power your voice and shout a prayer blast in tongues if you can pray in tongues if not just talk to the lord for just two minutes two seconds hallelujah thank you jesus thank you jesus we have escaped we are grateful that we have escaped we give you praise hallelujah Put your hands together and take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. This afternoon, I want to just welcome you to our escape service. Amen. Escape. Amen. If you don't know what it means to escape, it means to succeed in avoiding a possible danger or a threat to your life. That's what it means to escape. Hey! Hallelujah. And you may be saying, what have we escaped? Well, today I'm preaching to you for just 15 minutes. Usually we preach in this house for about 45 minutes. But today is just a short one. Amen? What have we escaped? What do we need to escape from? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by those who heard him? Salvation is the way to escape the threat that is on your life. Are you here? It is a child who walks around and does not understand what a threat is. Are you there? If a child walks here, the first thing that they will see in all the things that are here is the sockets that can kill them. They don't even understand that it's a threat to their lives. And there are some of us here this afternoon who are not aware that our lives are under threat. And that's why I'm glad you are here today. You may think that it's by chance, but I promise you that it's not by chance that you are here. What exactly are we threatened by? I have only two points. The first thing that we are threatened by is the judgment from God. Judgment from God. We live in a time where when you even say anything, people say, hey, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I find it a very interesting thing to say because everywhere there's judgment. If you steal, don't we have prison? Do we not have prison? Have you ever heard of a nation that doesn't have a prison? Do rich countries have a prison? Yes. 
Do poor countries have a prison? Okay, wait. In Ghana, is it only one prison? We have prison in Accra. Where again? In Sawam, where again? Kumasi, where again? Where? I want you to understand that any major town that respects itself, any major one, some of them, they are too small, but even they, they know where they will send you. If we as human beings can wake up and say that somebody has stolen, so we are putting him in jail. Hey. Are you there? Uh, please, I have a question for you. Have you stolen before? Wait, I, I, I didn't ask it well. I didn't ask it well. Some people, they have got some righteous look on their face. Your mother's stew, have you opened it before? When she was not looking and taking a long knife and put it inside and removed meat and chewed it and gone. Have you done some before? Okay. I remember my favorite one when I was a child. If I tell you, will you report? Okay. Okay. Open the fridge and then you see the milk. And then you do what? You take that thing, then you do what? Then you just put it back in there. Yeah, going. What, 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 uh, uh, there's, there's some people, you see the bad ones are saying that they pour water inside. Hey, they are thieves in the church, Papa. Hey. Sometimes it was not the, only the milk, sometimes the sugar too. Then you look left, you look right, then they keep sugar, then you just. I remember one day when I did it and I put it in my mouth, then they called me now, how to answer? Hey. Uh, so I'm asking, if you have stolen before, let me see your hand. Thank you very much. Please just look around the room. So am I right to say thieves have come to church today? Okay. Okay. The pastors, were your hands up, Sam? Uh, the pastors to their hand was up. Hey! Please, uh, have you told lies before? You see, again, some people, uh, someone said today, cry. You see, when you say you have not lied before, you have even just committed a lie. Do you know that there are certain places where certain lies put you inside prison. It's called perjury. You have lied to the court. Yes. Then they catch you that you told the lie and they put you inside. Okay. What about fornication? You have gone to sleep with somebody you shouldn't have slept with. You see, I'm seeing some Christian brothers. They are saying, no, no, no. As for that one, they have not done some. Excuse me, yo. Jesus gave us a definition. Hey! Jesus said that if you have looked, you were walking, then you were just looking. Jesus said, you have done it. You have done it. So in the church today, we have seen some liars, some stealers, some fornicators. Okay, ladies, what about jealousy? Let's not ask the men. Wait, wait, let me ask the question, La. Have you not been there before? And the young lady has come past and you have said to yourself, Have you done some before or you haven't done some? Hey! They are trying to say they haven't done some. I don't believe them. 
Have you not been there? Then you are talking, hey, look at this girl. So, meanwhile, it's jealousy that's doing you. Hey! The brothers are beginning to feel comfortable. But have you not been walking and then some car has passed you? And then he said, they stole it. It's criminals. They stole it. They stole it. You don't know whether they stole it or not. It is jealousy that is doing you. So, according to ourselves or nobody else, this afternoon, this nice, cool afternoon in the beautiful city of Aydiasi, there are people who have gathered together. Some liars, stealers, fornicants, uh, what? Jealous people. You see, I'm saying all these things to say to you that, <laughs> are you there? The Bible says that none of us is innocent. And so, as we have come today, we come acknowledging who we are and we have come to escape, to take the escape that Jesus has given to us. Hallelujah. To escape from the threat of judgment. If we who are evil people, we can see that some people should go inside. Recently, I read some case. They said the man has been inside for 25 years. When I finished reading the case, I agreed with the person who wrote it. He should have stayed inside for 50. 25, no. That's right. He should have been inside for 50. It's too bad. Are you there? Yeah. But we are putting some people behind bars. And then we want to say that we have nothing to be judged about. The Bible says that there is none righteous, not even one. I don't know about you, but me, I believe the Bible. I don't know what you have been believing, but me, I believe the Bible. So the first thing we want to escape is that judgment. And that's why the Bible says, how shall we escape? How? If we neglect so great a salvation, somebody has come to show us a way out. And then pride, did you see pride walking around on the stage? And then pride fills us and we say, I have no need of him. Hmm. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. We are so proud of So stubborn. Some of you, this is not the first time you have heard gospel. Some of you, even when they came to invite you, the things you said. You were now looking for ways. Your stubbornness had come. You didn't know that it was a demon that was working. To stop you from escaping. From escaping. What's the second thing that you are escaping? To escape from hell. To escape from hell. Mm. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 33, Jesus was speaking and he said, You serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Because with judgment comes hell. And hell is a real place. This modern generation says that, oh, earth is so bad. Earth is so bad that there cannot, it's already hell. There cannot be another hell. If you are finding earth bad, then I wonder. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, is it you who has been staying there? There is a place, an actual place called hell. Now we're days, so you don't like us to preach about it. You want us to preach about, I see you receiving, I see you. 
Wait. Wait. That one will come. Uh-huh. Mm. Are you there? That one will come, but it's not today. Come and see me next month. I will have a prophetic meeting here. Next month. Next month. But today, I'm not prophesying any prophecy over you. And I'm not making you any promise. I am asking you to ensure that you escape. I brought you here and we ask people, bring you to come and consider escape from hell while you are still alive. Escape. Are you in the house? Escape. You may think you brought yourself here, but it is God who has maneuvered and brought you. For many of us, this is not the first time we're hearing the gospel. We have heard it before. And for somebody, this is the last time you hear it. But you see, God gives people options and gives them opportunities. Are you with me? There was a story Bishop Doug told once, which struck me and it stays in my mind. He had gone to a certain place and he met a certain man. And he felt that he should share Jesus Christ with the man. And he asked the man, are you born again? And the man got angry. He said, what do you mean? You can't just be walking around asking such questions. Do you know me? Do you know me? <laughs> hey! The man said a lot of things. So he said, oh, please, I beg. I'm sorry. Let's not quarrel. The man said, I'm a gun. I don't quarrel. I beat. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, hey, please, oh, it's not by force. So he left it. A few months later, he met the man again in the same place. And he said again, he was reminded of that same question. Are you born again? But he remembered how the man said, I'll beat you now. <laughs> he said, he just asked the told the guy, happy new year. Happy new year. Some of you, when we see you on the road, we have been greeting you. We have just been saying, oh, good morning, good afternoon. Because we are afraid that if we are come talk to you about Jesus Christ, your humanitarian things will come. And you will beat us. Four months later. So if he met him in January, February, March, April. Okay. <laughs> in April, he was there. Then he got a phone call. Uh, please, am I speaking to him? Bishop Dark, what Mills? He said yes. Then he said, this man, he mentioned the name. I won't mention it here. He says we should call you. He said me. Hey, no. He beats me. Why, why? why is he calling me? They say, oh, come. He's asking for you. He's in the hospital. He said, oh, I think you have made a wrong phone call. Because the man doesn't like my matter. He said he will beat me. Ask your neighbor. They said they will beat you before. He said, he just put the phone down. Then again, the call came. Oh, please, it's you. He says that he's directly for you. You must come. He said, hey, to do what? <laughs> Before he could organize himself to go to that hospital, the man passed away. But what I want to tell you about the death of the man was that there was somebody who was working in that hospital who was a friend of the bishop. And that man told him that he said the man's death was terrible. As the man was lying on the bed, he began to see them. They were coming. 
You may think that today we have acted a film. Uh, Eugene, where are you? You people, you are, the, the black cape was very nice. Oh. They have removed it. I should have told them not to remove it. You see them walking around. We know them by name and by face. Today it's a joke. Oh. But tomorrow it won't be a joke. The man began to see into the spiritual. And he began to say, I can see them. I can see them. They are coming for me. Help me. They are coming for me. I can see them. He was seeing the demons. Real one. And so if you are there, you have been thinking that, oh, there's nothing. Be careful. Oh. Recently, I was by the bedside of a good friend who is, she's not well and she's dying. And at a point as she looked at me, I could see a cloud on her eyes. And I knew that she's going. She's going. But even though I was sad in my heart, I knew that this lady, oh, now she can't talk anymore, but I know she's seen the angels. Who will be coming for you? Hey! <laughs> Eugene, they think it's a joke. Oh. Today, it's Eugene that we know. Wearing red cloth to warriors. Even with the red cloth cry, I don't think you want him. <laughs> when they were sending the demons to the different groups in the house, I could feel the people when they said dancing, like, mm, don't come here. Yes, yeah, so I'm sending this one to the uh, choral stars. I could hear the choral stars, mm, not here. Yeah. Are you in the house? That is why you are here today. To give you another chance to escape. Sometimes people say, oh, but it is not fair. Some people, they had a chance and some people didn't have a chance. Who told you? Jesus gives you a chance. Judas, Judas could have got a chance. Let me take you to the book of John chapter 13. Jesus was having his last meeting with his people. He had taken them to have a, a, a meal together. And then he said, are you there? He that, he that is washed needs not save to wash his feet, but is clean. John chapter 13, verse 10. And you are clean, but not all. He was with his 12 disciples, just the 12 of them. He said, you are clean, but not all. If you are together with people, and then we say, you have all bathed, but not all. Is it not the one who has not bathed? Who will say they are talking about me? So he was talking to Judas, Judas, Judas Antier. He didn't listen. And the Bible says in verse 11 that, for he knew who would betray him. That's why he said, you are not all clean. He was giving him an idea. Many of us, when we're about to do something bad, when they know, when somebody knows, we stop. Oh, is it true or it's not true? When somebody knows, you're about to do something and somebody knows, hey, you stop. Judas didn't stop. That same chapter further down, verse 18. I speak not to all, not of you all. I know who I have chosen that the scripture may be fulfilled. Then he says, He that eateth bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Still, he was still sitting with the 12 people. He said, The one that is eating with me, so he's here. The 12 of you who are here, no? He's inside. Still, Judas won't hear. Some of you, you have heard gospel. Uh, give your life to Jesus Christ. Still, you won't do. If you are sitting by somebody, ask him, you, is it you they are talking to? And if you are annoyed, it's one of the signs. 
Yeah. Because the guilt makes, gives a sign. Are you there? Hmm. Do you want to see another one? <laughs> Verse 21. Now the, the thing is becoming very close. Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. You see, at first it was like, I'm just generalizing. I'm just saying that, oh, somebody will betray me. He that is in the... Now, dear, direct, direct, one of you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One of you will betray me. You see, Jesus was trying to give Judas an opportunity to escape. And as you have come here this afternoon, it is an opportunity that you have to escape hell, to escape judgment. Hallelujah. Don't look down on it and don't make fun of it. Don't imagine that as you are here is by chance. Oh, I decided that I'll come. No, you didn't decide that you'll come. God is drawing you. That is why even a day like today that it has rained, Ghanaians will behave like salt. When it's raining, then we are indoors. It has rained since yesterday evening, but you still managed to dress and come. You must see that something moved you. Something moved you. Hey. The church is very quiet this afternoon. Are you here? Hmm. By this time, the other disciples were uncomfortable. Peter cried. He was telling John. You see, John was the youngest of them. He said, asked, who is it? Who is it? So John asked Jesus. You see, some of you, you have not seen this one before, eh? You didn't realize that Judas had several opportunities to sacrifice and say, it's not me. When you are going to steal the meat and they say somebody has planned to steal the meat, don't you stop. Hey, don't you stop. You say, oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, somebody was in true. You don't continue. <laughs> Look at verse 26. By this time, it is over. In verse 26, because now Peter said, please, somebody should ask. The tension, we cannot. Somebody should ask. When they asked him, he said, the person to whom I will give this bread when I drop it in the soup, that's the person. And Jesus took the bread, put it in the soup, and gave it to Judas. And Judas also opened his mouth and ate it. And the Bible says immediately, Satan took over and he left. When Jesus calls you, calls you, calls you, gives you opportunities, different places. Sometimes it's another program. Sometimes it's on the radio. Sometimes it's by your next door. Sometimes it's somebody doing dawn broadcast. Sometimes it's on a bus. Or like today, he has brought you here. He's giving you one opportunity, two opportunities, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. But one day, when you keep on saying, I won't come, I won't do, suddenly it's over. Suddenly, it's over. We don't know when it will be over. And that is why for as long as you have life, you must choose to escape. The Bible tells us of a story. Are you in the house? There was a rich man. You'll find the story in Luke chapter 16. You can go and read it. He had everything on earth, but he did not give his life to, to God. There was a beggar in front of his house who even though he was a beggar, he was a godly man. The beggar died, and the Bible says in Luke 16 that 
angels came and carried him. Do you think it's the body they carried? You must ask, what did they carry? Have you not gone to a funeral before? The body is lying there. The body is like the meat. That's why you should never kill yourself because your body is here, but the, what is in you, it never dies. It will go to heaven or hell. You kill yourself, you have just made it faster. That's all you have done. But alive there, you are alive. Hey! Are you there? And this scripture in Luke chapter 16 shows us that they were alive because the Bible says that the rich man also died. Are you there? Verse 13. Uh, verse 23, I beg your pardon, of Luke 16. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus in his bosom. I want to ask you, was the man not dead? Did they remove his eyes before he went? There is a part of you called your spirit that is inside you. That's the one that when you get broken heart, you come and say, I've got broken heart. But your physical heart there is pumping. It's working. But there is a place. You say that my heart is broken. I'm feeling sick. And you're actually feeling sick. And when they go and check, they don't find anything because it's not physical. It's your, if you like. That one is not dead. And it won't die. It will either go and continue in heaven or continue in hell. But today, you have a choice to decide whether you will continue in heaven or you want to continue in hell. This rich man, he wasted time. He had heard gospel. He wouldn't hear because he has money like some of you. You like jamming. You are young. So you say, I'm young. So what can happen to me? I'm going to... Hmm. Are you there? Listen to what the rich man was saying. Now he was talking. Oh. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus. He could see that beggar who was at his doorstep. Send him that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. Uh, wait. When we're on earth, you know, you had money. This guy, he was nobody. He was a beggar. But now in heaven, you cannot be sending him. You can't be sending him. That's number one. Number two. Oh, please, ask the young man to sit up. Eh? We are in church. Yeah, we don't put her down. Sit up. Sit up. Mm. Hey. Are you there? The second thing that worries me about this story, uh, please give me water. Uh -huh, there's a bottle here. If you come to my house or you go anywhere and you ask for water, will they not either give you a bottle or a sachet or pour water into a glass and give you? Have you seen that in hell? You see? <laughs> Are you there? In hell. It's even too much. Water is measured in what? Drops. I wonder why you will leave yourself to go to a place where water is measured in drops. I used to preach in a prison in Tamale every Sunday. 
And even in the prison, some people are very proud. So when you are preaching, they are still walking around. That whomasua that has done you is in the prison too. And so when you are preaching, they'll be walking around, walking, 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 walking. And I remember one day, as I was preaching, I saw some guy be walking around with the bucket. And I was wondering, what's he going to do with the bucket? And he went to the water tanks and he opened and the water was coming. Shh, in Tamale. Tamale, one of our problems is water. He opened the bucket. They opened the tap. Shh, and the water came. Even in prison. In prison. In Tamale, one of our hottest towns in Ghana. We don't measure water by drop. But there is a place. It's called hell. And there, not only do they measure by drop, but he didn't get. <laughs> he didn't get, oh, he didn't get. Father Abraham answered him. He said, my brother, you see, you are seen at all. But between me and you, us and you, there is a very big gutter there. So you can cross and come. And we also cannot cross and go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce to you that today you can cross freely from hell into heaven. You can walk across. You can do what you want. You can drink what you want. But a day is coming when you cannot walk out of hell and into heaven. And it was Jesus who taught us. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father. Nobody, nobody, nobody. I don't mind what other belief you have. I don't mind. There is none, there is none, no religion on this earth that the person said, you are a liar, you are a stealer, you are an adulterer, you are jealous, you are evil, but I have come, I have paid, I paid all, I paid everything. The only thing that you need to do is to accept me. If you accept me, the forgiveness, it is free. You have crossed from hell to heaven. Your name will be written in a book that is called the book of life. Maybe your name is in the book of Prempe SHS. Or your name is in the book of K-N-U-S-T-J-H-S. Or your name is in the Africa Hall over here. Or your name is in the book of your family. But one day, there comes a day when no other book will matter. And in that day, they will open and they will check. Is your name in the book of life? If the answer is yes, heaven. If the answer is no, hell. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this afternoon. This afternoon, I'm bargaining for your soul. As you came here, so many things were trying to stop you. So many things. So many. I want you to understand that the devil is after your soul. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake. You are afraid of the witch in your village. But I tell you, there's something worse than the witch in your village. The hell was created for the devil. That's what the Bible tells us. Are you there? It was created for him, not for us. Hey, hmm. I'm looking for my scripture. Matthew 25. 
It says, depart from me, you cast into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. But the devil is determined not to go alone. And just like when you were in trouble as a child, when they are coming to lash you, then you say, that is not me alone who ate it. I was not the only one who ate it. Paulina ate some. So that they will add Paulina and lash. That's how the devil is saying that. They made that lake of fire for me. But I won't go alone. I want you. I want you. I will collect you to go. But I thank God for Jesus. Your salvation is free. Don't be like Judas who repented too late. Ask for bowing, eh? The Bible says we will bow at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. It's better to bow now than to bow later when it does not matter. At a certain point, it is too late. Bow down your head. Bow down your head and think about your same self. I have only one question for you. Is your name in the book of life? I don't care your name. I don't care whether you've gone to school or not. Nothing about you really matters when we come to this one question. Is your name in the book of life? If your name is in the book of life, it means that when your life ends, that book will be open and you are going to heaven. If your name is not in that book of life, it doesn't matter whether you have been coming to church here or anywhere else all the days of your life. No church died for you. No church can save you. Only Jesus saves. As your head is bowed, tonight I offer you, this afternoon, I invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. Some of you are here. You have been, you have been half and half. That's why you are not enjoying being a Christian. Today I'm inviting you, number one, to give your whole life to Jesus. Give your entire life to him. Today I'm inviting you, number two, to serve him. To tell somebody about him all the days of your life. And I invite you, number three, to be permanent for Jesus. You are here. You are not sure your name is in the book of life. But you are saying, I want my name to be in the book of life. You are saying, I want to escape hell. I don't want to go to hell when I die. I want to be with Jesus. I don't want to join the devil in the lake of fire. It was not made for me. You are here like that. You want to write your name in the book of life. Lift up your hand and we'll pray together. Lift up that right hand quickly. Quickly all over the room. Just lift it up. We're going to pray together. God bless you for your hands. God bless you. God bless you. It's not time to smile. And it's not time if there's somebody standing beside you distracting you. That person is the devil. I'm telling you that myself. Time to take your mind away. Right now, the only thing you should be wondering about, am I born again? Jesus said, if you believe, as you are believing and you have lifted your hand, then say it, confess it come from where you are. Just come and stand here. I want to lead you to confess Jesus. Step out of where you are. Come boldly from where you are. Walk fast and come from the back. Anywhere that you are. From the corner. From the corner. Come. Don't let that friend keep you. Just come from the left. From the right. From the back. From the front. Step out and come. You came with your friend. Your friend is saying don't go. Push your friend's hand aside and come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Those of you in front, take one step up. Step one, one step up. Come one step up so that people can get space. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus. Oh, Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Just come. He's calling you. 
He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you to do you good. He's calling you to save you. He's calling you to give you eternal life. He's calling you because he died for you. He says, just accept my sacrifice. Accept it. Somebody, your heart is beating. You are standing there. You are saying, I cannot go. May the spirit of pride be rebuked over your life. Take a step and come. Shame the devil today and come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If you're standing here in front, standing in the crowd here, keep coming. Just come. There's room. There's room. Come, Jesus is calling you. Jesus can see you. Today I see the book of life being opened. And as we pray, they're going to start writing. They're going to start writing. Jesus, we thank you. 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 Yes, you have been in church all your life, but you've never given your life. Join us and don't let pride stop you. Jesus, thank you. If you're standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to pray this prayer. And if you are standing in the congregation, just support us and back us up. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my savior and you are my lord i thank you for saving me now i want you to do something lift up your one finger like that you're going to warn somebody lift it up you want to say satan i warn you from today you have nothing in my life i don't belong to you anymore I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Any agreement I had with you, I, 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 I break it now. I break it now. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Put down your hand. Father, I thank you for each one standing here. Father, I lift up everyone standing here to pray before your throne of grace. I ask, oh God, that you will bless them, keep them, help them. I ask you to help them. I ask you to watch over them. I ask you to take care of them. Let them not fall back, oh God. Let them not fall back. Let the enemy never get them. Every plan over their life, I negate it. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Ayudiasi. God richly bless you.